good morning, my friend. Preacher John here in Lafayette, Colorado. Thank you for uh, joining us on the channel today. Uh, just lifted my banner just a moment ago, and uh, we have a just both sides here. This is my God bless you banner for 2023. We got a new one coming out for 2024. It looks like the Holy Ghost is uh, allowing me to get that one made up by preaching gear. So uh, sometimes when I get to my location, I do lift a banner just to lift it up before I do anything else. And then I lay it down and uh, then I do my scripture short. And then I do the street sermon for the day. Then I put everything away and I come back and lift the banner back up for the uh, several hours that I'm out here. So I just want to highlight one more time. Uh, uh, tomorrow is Friday. Uh, there will be no true study class tomorrow, Friday. Uh, I'm going to be on the road at about 5 o'clock in the morning headed for Colorado Springs, Colorado. And uh, I'll be down there for the day and probably uh, be there pretty early. And uh, that's where I'll be tomorrow, Friday. Today I'm in Lafayette. So uh, uh, <laughs> let me put this down and get started with the rest of the stuff that I'm going to do out here. And I uh, just wanted to say hello. So hello. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah, we'll see you in a few moments. great day in Lafayette, Colorado. It's a great day. Let's uh, start off with a commercial. <laughs> okay, sorry about this. But I need to market this. This is the GC True Study book. Let me set this down. <clears throat> it's a uh, kind of a log book format. So I apologize for the audio. I'm out here on this major highway. This is the United States Highway 287. Right behind the camera is uh, South Boulder Road. And I'm on the edge of the city limits here of Lafayette. And uh, I don't actually don't know where the city limits are, but I'm in Lafayette. <laughs> and uh, uh, so this book here is like a log book. I spent 40 years as a trucker, as you know, those who follow me. and. Uh, the Lord kind of had me build this like a logbook. That's kind of what it is. It's kind of like a, a logbook format. It's not a bunch of teaching. It's not about how, you know how to read the Bible, and it's not a Bible study. Okay, a lot of people are thinking this is a Bible study that I'm doing. I'm not doing a Bible study. Uh, if you want to study the Bible, then get off with the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Spirit teach you the Word of God. That is the very best way to learn the Word of God. 
but many Christians don't like that. They want to have a person teach them. Now here's the spoon, here's the, open your mouth, let me put this word in you. You know, they, that's what they do. That's fine. All of us were there, all of us, every one of us, me too. I had to be spoon-fed for years, you know. But now, you know, I'm in a different area of life. But so this is a logbook, but in the first part of it, we have uh, instructions on how to, how to use the logbook. So that's all this part, first part here, lots of writing here on instructions on how to use the logbook. This is what it looks like when it's all filled out. All right. So I'm also doing uh, classes, walking people through the, no the notebook. And uh, every Monday through Friday, from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Mountain Time, Boulder Time, <laughs> uh, we are doing a live stream class, live stream to YouTube. Uh, you're more than welcome to join and uh, this book can be acquired at our printer called the book patch p a t c h dot com the book .com. and then when you get to the top header I'll have bookstore and you can click on the bookstore and then uh, there'll be a search bar and you just type in GC true study and uh, right now two books will come up because it's first book second book third book and fourth book It'll take us all the way through the New Testament, one chapter per day, one chapter a day, 260 chapters for one year, and uh, lots of other things that we're doing. So uh, it's pretty interesting what's going on. I love the class. I absolutely have fallen in love with doing this class. Uh, it's, it's something I just didn't realize the value of it until that very first morning that I started the class. That very, once I clicked go live, just something changed in me and it's been that way ever since. About two weeks, two months, six weeks, something like that, prior to class, I was struggling. I just didn't know if I could do this class at all. And you know, what would I do, you know? And uh, let me talk a little bit more about this because the class is not just going through the book. The first part of the class, it seems like, it's kind of looking over my shoulder to see what another preacher and minister does in the morning time, in a sense. Not totally, but a generalization of what he does in the morning. And that's what I do. I go through my preaching calendar. I go through my Bible. I go through my prayer book. You know, I pray a couple times, and I jump into my prayer book, my uh, true study book, and I begin doing this, and I show examples of how I fill this out. And then we pray again. And before you know it, an hour's gone by. And I'm attempting all I can to be very respectful of people's time and keep it within that hour, that 7 to 8 a.m. And a couple times I've gone over one minute, uh, maybe once, two, two minutes, but I'm really attempting to keep it within the hour uh, to be respectful of your time. Because I appreciate you spending that time to come over and uh, sit with me for an hour. Uh, it's kind of what Jesus said, can you not watch with me? God bless you, man. Can you not watch with me one hour? And uh, so uh, this is the back of it here. And uh, uh, it's, it, I have some charts in the back to help figure out some timelines, information. This is kind of a, uh, a schedule of our four-year study. We're actually building a four-year school, uh, one class at a time. <laughs> We're building a four-year school and uh, our school is called a church school, GEC uh, True Study Church School. It's actually a church school. 
And uh, what we're doing or what we're attempting to do by following the Holy Ghost is to train everyone in the ministry, how to be ministers of Jesus Christ, not how to study the Bible, but how to be ministers. And the way, uh, the, way the Holy Spirit's trained me and so many others also. And so that's what we're doing. And in our church, I'll say this also, in our church, Gospel of Andrews Church, uh, on Wednesdays we have our open gates, it's our cell groups that we have. And that's where everybody gets to preach, everybody gets to pray, everyone participates, everybody has a word, everyone pray, everyone participates. There's not one, just one person preaching. Now last Wednesday, uh, yesterday, was a little different uh, because we're led by the Holy Ghost. And so the Spirit of God sometimes has us do things that are not according to plan, <laughs> our plan. And of course our plan is from Him, but occasionally He moves things around. So we're quick to follow wherever the Holy Ghost leads. All right? And I once again apologize for being loud on the microphone as it's so noisy I can hear, hardly hear myself talk. That's why I have the microphone pointing away from the traffic. So I notice when I have the microphone pointing toward the traffic, it picks up all that noise. And just still learning how to do all this stuff. And uh, I'm gonna have to check my, hang on a second. So I have to check my camera because yesterday the camera crashed on me when I updated the phone to the new you know, upgrade that iPhone came out. It decided it wanted to crash after 10 minutes. So I'll have to check it a couple times and I'll restart it if I have to, okay? So that's the true study. And uh, it's what I saw, said this morning in class, this is our 24th class, We'll be doing a 65 classes through this book, and the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me, trying to uh, wonder, <laughs> trying to uh, reason with me, and I'm reasoning with God to see if I will do all 260 classes through this year. And now this morning, uh, the Lord was asking me, would you be willing to do two years of classes, all through book one and all through book two? So uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm still praying about that but I'm being honest I'm praying about that because I don't want to just say yes right away because uh, you know, once you say yes and you don't do what, what you're supposed to be doing uh, you become a hypocrite and uh, you got to count the cost before you say yes count the cost before you say yes God gives you time he allows you time to count just to see if you've got what it takes now he knows you've got what it takes but a lot of times we don't know that we have what it takes to get the job done Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that you give us power and authority through your spirit and through your name, that we can come out to the street, we can do things for you that on us we couldn't do. But because you fill us with your spirit, you give us that power to be a witness and to testify of the mighty and wonderful works of God out in our world where we live as we occupy till you return. And. Uh, and Lord, we just dedicate this true study book on the classes and the school that we're building uh, with Gospel Evangelist Church. And amazing things you're doing. It's not an overnight thing. It's very, very long. Uh, you know, you've, you asked me, would you be willing to commit to 10 years to building Gospel Evangelist Church? And like that, I had to pray for quite a few months, Lord, just because I didn't know if I had it within me. So I can do this for 10 solid years. Uh, especially at my age, I guess. I don't know, but uh, eventually I did say yes, and you have filled me with grace, and I am moving with your grace, because in grace is my salvation from all my weariness and my flesh and all my struggle. 
I'm free from that when I stay in grace, because your grace is great, great grace you've bestowed upon those who have said yes to you. And we thank you, Jesus, in your holy name. Amen and amen. Let me put this down. I'll put it right here between the tripod. And uh, hang on a second. Sorry, I gotta keep checking the camera now because I don't trust the camera, you know. That's the problem, you know, you do. It happens one time. And then all of a sudden, the trust is broken. One time. You think it's just one time. Yeah, well, one time is enough to break it. And uh, that's the problem with fidelity. Uh, infidel infidelity, whatever. <laughs> you know, cheating on your husband and wife. Just takes one time. One time, that's all. One time. You think about that. One time. You go, go to the bar and go get drunk. One time. And everybody saw you. That's it. Your trust, the trust between you and them is broken. And that's why I tell people, uh, people are watching you. People are watching me constantly. And they let me know what they're seeing. <laughs> no doubt about that. They let me know what's, you know, they let me know. And the problem with that is, uh, you know, a lot of times people dig way back in your past your past, because you know my I've been visible for a long, long time. <laughs> I've been doing this ministry for a long time, and so uh, there are I am in different places all over, because everything is digital, you know, internet based, I guess, and uh, so you can find me in lots of different places, and if you dig up the past and use that past that's under the blood of Christ, and so well this is him right here, he is this and this and this, yeah well. Uh, if God didn't forgive me, I wouldn't be standing here today. You know, I've had hard times, no doubt about that. If you think things have been fantastic with me, forget that. I've been the farthest thing. That's why I'm just so grateful and so thankful and I cry so much because God's not done with me. I thought God was done with me. I thought, well, I can't use John anymore. I'm done with him. God's never done. If all you've got to do is turn away from whatever you're dealing with, Turn away from that and face Jesus and say, Jesus, I repent and I apologize and I am so sorry for whatever you did. We've all done something different. And the Lord is quick. All you gotta do is read the story of the prodigal son, you know? And then not just read him, but read the guy, the son who didn't leave. See what he said and compare the two brothers pretty amazing so it uh, you know the father will come running back and grab you and hold you and say welcome home welcome home welcome home it's run it's wonderful and a lot of times a lot of times we have to say welcome home to people. And oftentimes people won't come around us if we're uh, screaming and yelling at them. They don't want anything to do with it. Sometimes, and oftentimes, the Holy Spirit will use that and draw them anyways. Uh, but if, it, if someone was yelling and screaming at me, I'd just tell them to take a flying leap. I don't need that. I've had that all my life. 
I've never had love. You know, I had screaming and yelled at me, telling how bad I was all the time. I want nothing to do with it. So I'm, I'm somebody that a, a preacher who's screaming and yelling at me would just say, take a flying leap, dude. I don't need anything you're doing. But a preacher who is preaching love and God cares for me, he's not mad at me because I thought God was mad at me. He's not mad at me. God bless you guys. <laughs> just preaching a sermon on YouTube. <laughs> Two young kids over there. They come running over and they saw me and they stopped and started listening. Oh, look at that, look at that. So, uh, uh, you see, people are watching. I'm a witness. Old man, they look like they're 10 years old, 11, 12 years old, you know? Well, witness to them. They'll never forget me. They'll never forget me. This will always be a part of their memory. Remember when we saw that guy with that big, bright red shirt and he was talking out loud? We didn't know what he was doing. So, God loves you, man. He's not mad at you. He hates the sin, no question about that. If you don't turn from that sin, that sin, the payment for that sin is hell, where the fire is never quenched. It never, ever goes out. And that's where you're gonna stay until the judgment, the judgment of Christ. Then you're gonna find out that you're naked, you're poor, you're destitute, you're blind, you're, you have no recourse, you have no repentance, you cannot do anything to say I'm sorry. All, every, sorry. And you'll find that your name is not in the book of life. It's not registered, not registered. How many times have you gone to the airport or to a hotel? It says, oh, I'm right there, I register. Sorry, sir, sorry, ma'am, you're not in the book. Our hotel is full. Sorry, there is no room for you in the end. Right? Didn't they, tell, didn't they tell Jesus that? There's no room for you in the end? Or something like that? And then you'll find out you're going to go where sin is going. You're going to go where Satan is going. You're going where all the angels that God cast out of heaven are going. You're going for all, where all the wickedness and all the evil is going. Even hell is going to be thrown there. And you, my friend, if you don't turn to Jesus Christ, you will go there too. And that's the lake of fire and brimstone and fire that never goes out for eternal damnation. Eternal, never ever to leave. And that is called the second death. And that's a real story. Now you might be saved right now and you're watching me and listening to me. You may have your earbuds on. You may be listening to a recording. Well, this is a recording. And you say, well, I'm already saved, John. I'm already saved, I'm already saved. I'm already... How many times have I heard that? I was on the bus, where was I today? Oh, I was on the bus talking to a gentleman named Mike. God bless Mike. And uh, he saw my sign. My sign becomes a real tool in the ministry because I love it how big it is. Because I walk around town with that great big old banner over my shoulder. And when I got on the bus, he said, what is that? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, it a, I could, he couldn't make it out. I said, that's a big sign. Sign? Oh, what kind of sign is that? I said, it's a Jesus sign. <laughs> he just sat back in his seat, a Jesus sign. Hallelujah, brother. <laughs> I mean, he just got all excited. We talked all the way from Boulder to Lafayette. And I gave him some gospel. No, he got off at uh, right, in the, right in the city limits there before we left Boulder on the city limits. And uh, uh, I gave him some gospel tracts. I said, there's one for you and two to give away. I said, really? Oh, wow, thank you, thank you. 
and he has somebody he wants to give it to. We need to get our thoughts off ourselves, me, myself, and I. Stop that. As a believer, now as a sinner, that's normal. Self-centeredness is normal for a sinner. That's normal. But as a saint of God, as a believer, you don't, you're not self-centered anymore. You're not loving yourself so you can love others. That is a lie from Satan. That's a lie from Satan. Because you don't have enough love within you to love people by yourself. Your first thing you do as a believer is you first love God. Yeah, you love God first. And when you've loved God long enough, then He pours His love into you. And now you have God love in you. And now you love people. But it's not, the, not your love, it's God's love inside of you that you deliver. That's why that self-love teaching that went through the body of Christ is so wicked. Because it takes the eyes off of Jesus Christ and puts them on you. You are so important. Your world, the world that you live in evolves around you. You have to love you. Put the mask on you first, then help out. No, forget all that. Love God first. Love God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. How do you get in right standing with God? By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. By believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. By receiving Him as your Savior. What He did on the cross so long ago. But He shed His blood for the remission of our sin. Somebody's got to pay the price of sin. Somebody has to pay the price. Because there's a price tag attached to sin. Either you're going to pay it, or Jesus is going to pay it. That's it. Somebody's going to pay the price. And if you don't let Jesus pay the price, then you got to pick up the tab. And that tab is eternal damnation. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you've given us power to go out and witness, to go out and testify of the love of God, of the fear of hell, the fear of God, beginning of wisdom, the fear of God, the beginning of knowledge, that there is a hell, to shun and a heaven to gain. Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, to go out and tell our family members, our friends, our co-workers, our students, people in our neighborhood, people in our city, people in our state, as we travel through the country, as we go on vacation and holidays, and the holidays coming up. We, we carry a basket full of tracks, basket full of Bibles, and whatever else we can carry. And we deliver the Word of God wherever we go. We deliver the Word of God wherever we go. And we give you all the glory, Father, for what you're doing. In your heavenly name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Hang on. <clears throat> Gotta check that camera, because like I said, <laughs> I had to put my coffee down. I don't trust it. I'm only operating five hours of sleep. I didn't get to, I didn't finish my work till about 12.15 last night, and I was up at 4.30. <laughs> so needless to say, I feel like trucking days. <laughs> truck for 20 hours, sleep for four. Get up, truck for 20 hours, and sleep for four. That was before the electronic logbook. 
and uh, I only ran one logbook. That was <laughs> just never right. <laughs> but uh, got a lot of logbook tickets, but uh, no accidents, no speeding tickets, other than the first couple months of being in the truck. All right, so let's get into the word here after all that talking. John is a long-winded guy. I have a lot to say. I'm trying to pour my heart out, my life out to people and be an example. I'm trying, I don't want to leave Earth with anything in me. I want to leave here empty, 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 empty. That's my prayer before the Lord. I want to leave here empty so as I go up to the heaven, you're filling me up. You're filling me up. By the time I get to heaven, I'm full of the Spirit of God. I refresh and renewing of my spirit. And I get to praise God, right? As soon as I get to heaven, as I'm lifting up, I'm praising the Lord. I don't want to be looking down. I want to be looking up as I go up. Hallelujah. Look up, for your redemption draws nigh. Yeah, we're in the Sunday prayer letter titled, uh, They Were Tent Makers. I love that, Tent Makers. John was a truck driver. What, what are you? You know? Well, I was a truck driver, but I wasn't known as a truck driver. People knew that's how I made my living from my family, but they didn't know me as that. They know me as a preacher of Jesus Christ. My children, that's all they know of me. His dad was a preacher. He always talked about Jesus. He always talked about Jesus. That's what I'm known by, preaching Jesus. That's why my life, for, all my, for such a long time, uh, seemed like all my life, uh, people don't wonder who I am. Because when I open my mouth, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm looking for a way to talk about Jesus. I'm looking for opportunity, you know? Yeah, I've messed up. There's many people I should have told about Jesus. I told the story in church last night, and it broke my heart. I just, I vowed to the Lord, I'll never, that'll never happen again. If I can, you know, help me, Holy Spirit, that that never happens again. Because in my life, being in this ministry this long, I've had people die that God told me to go tell them about Him. And I said no to God, because I was tired, or I thought they were tired, or whatever the case may be. And uh, that happens. If you live long enough and you serve the Lord long enough, you're going to have opportunity to say no to God when God says, I want you to go out and witness for me. I want you to go tell some people about me. And you say, no, God, I'm too tired. That's Bible. That's what happens in the Bible, right? God knows what's going on. God knows what's going on. So be a tent maker, but as a tent maker, Paul wasn't known as a tent maker. He was known as a preacher of, uh, of stuff that was not in the law. You know, he was known for turning cities upside down. He was known for being beaten for the gospel. He was known for preaching the gospel of God. He was known for healing and casting out devils and praying in tongues. And oh, wow, that truck. So there's a tire that's out of balance on that trailer of that rig. And the reason it's out of balance is because one side of the tire is flat. It gets flat when they cram on their brakes and the, brake, the trailer slides. And so that's why it's bouncing, because there's no load in the truck. <laughs> Trucking knowledge there. Anyways, uh, that's what Paul is known by. Paul's not known. We know he's a tent maker. But that's not what we think of Paul, when we think of the Apostle Paul. Is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, he's a tent maker. Oh, did he preach? Oh, oh that's right, I guess, did he preach? I think he did. So we, that doesn't come across, a believer. See, that's an example right there. 
but we know he's a tent maker, just like me. You know, I was known as a truck driver, so I talk about truck. I spent 40 years, three over, well over three million miles, but I say three million, probably closer to right around three and a half, but three million is close enough. That's still a long time. It's only 25,000 miles around the equator of the earth. How many times do I have to go around the earth before I equal three million? That's a lot of times around. It's a lot of driving. That's why my eyes are so bad, my knees and, you know, my buddy. All right, so uh, praise God. Tent makers, they were tent makers, Acts 18.3. Uh, we're in the, we're in the uh, theme for this year called signs, period, wonders, period, miracles, period, praise, period, worship, period. So I've been saying for many months now, I've seen signs out here in this year. I've seen wonders this year. I've also seen many, many, many miracles this year. I've seen people healed in this street ministry. I've seen devils cast out in this street ministry and our church, missionary church. But the one thing, or the two things I haven't seen until last night was praise and was worship. But last night, the Lord demonstrated His praise and His worship. And we had so many new people and everyone was filled with the Holy Ghost and worshiping God beyond my, I can't even describe it. I can't, I can't even put what happened into words. I can put it into tears, and I can, but I can't put it into words that I can speak. You just about had to be there. A lot of us were thinking, why wasn't this person here? Why wasn't this person here? Well, because they didn't want to be there. They were too busy with something else. But they didn't want to be there. That's all right. You know, there'll be another time. There'll be another time. God's not done with Gospel Evangelist. He's just getting started. So, will it continue? I don't know. I don't know that. Though I did get to ch get a chance for the first time this year to see praise and see worship the way I want to see it. The way I want to see it is the way Jesus is seeing it. Because I'm looking to Jesus. I'm not looking to some church or some music company, or some band, or some orchestra to see how they're doing their praise and worship. I'm not doing that. Sorry, Gospel Evangelist Church is not that way. It's not what you think it is. A lot of people have preconceived ideas of what a church should be. And I tell people right up front, it's not what you think it is. Wipe all that out of your brain. It's not what you think it is. Come and experience the presence of God. Come experience Jesus. Come experience the Holy Ghost. Come experience the Godhead. I don't know, come and experience it. And you're gonna see, like last night, the experience that we had was spectacular. Now, for me, I've already experienced that many, many, many times, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and probably a couple thousand times. So it wasn't new for me, but it was new for others. The gentleman doing praise and worship, that wasn't new to him, he sees it every day, like I see it every day. I tell you, the harmony between me and the gentleman that was, I don't want to mention his name, but the gentleman who was doing the praise and worship, he has a ministry here in Boulder. And uh, it was phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He came to early prayer, and we sang and worshiped God for a whole hour. People started showing up at 7.30, and we just continued. Then, we, then the Holy Spirit quieted us down. A couple of people gave a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. And then we praised again, 
and then some, some, pre, some messages were preached out of the Word of God, then we praised again, and then we prayed for healing, we prayed for deliverance, uh, then we praised and worshiped some more, and then God moved again and touched people. It was unbelievable, beautiful, 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 beyond beauty, beyond beauty. beyond beauty. So, if you're in Boulder and you want to experience something different, come to Gospel Evangelist Church. Get a hold of me, find out. We meet on Wednesday still. Our church is still a little too small and God has not opened our Sunday service yet. But when He does, it's going to be great. When He does, it's going to be great. So, uh, let me say this too. Uh, so, when we open our church, this is for people in Boulder and surrounding areas, whoever wants to come. Uh, that first service that God opens the, the concourse, chief concourse. Uh, I'm outside, uh, noisy. Everyone will be invited. And it'll be a uh, nine in the morning to nine at night. People come and go as they have need. We break for bread in the middle. We'll have communion spread throughout different times throughout the 12 hours. and. Uh, There'll be a lots of spirit-led, spirit-filled worship, uh, lots of spirit-led, spirit-filled praise, spirit-filled preaching. I'm excited of all the people who will be coming, and it will be an event, not just a church service. It will be an event, and uh, a lot of people will be called into the ministry. The Holy Ghost will reveal a lot of people's lives will be revealed. Uh, a lot of people will repent from their life. It's going to be spectacular, spectacular. A lot of repenting will be going on. It's just going to be one of those events that is going to kick off our church in a magnificent way. When will that happen? It's in God's hands, not mine. Jesus says, I will build my church. That's Jesus speaking, not John. And when God opens that door for our chief concourse, no man will be able to shut it. But if man opens that door, man can shut that door. And God can shut it too. But what God has opened, no man can shut. And what God has shut, no man can open. Really important to understand that. So you have to wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Man, there's a lot of exhortation there, a lot of edifying, a lot of comfort because, you know, Jesus loves us, man. All right? <clears throat> so, uh, this is going to be a fast message. I want to talk about something very bottom of this verse here. Acts 18, uh, 18, 14, through, we're going to read down through 14 to 18. All right, uh, verse 14, out of the King James, always in the King James. Sorry for you guys who hate the King James. That's too bad. Got to wake up, look around. Verse 14, and when Paul was now about to open his mouth, Galileo, said unto the Jews, If it were a matter of wrong or wicked lewdness, O ye Jews, reason what? That I should bear with you? But if it be a question of words and names and of your law, look ye to it. For I will, know, I will be no judge of such matters. Verse 16. And he drave Hey, God, and he drove them from the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks stood 
all the Greeks took Sosthenes, I pronounce that, the chief ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. And Galileo cared for none of those things. That's Acts 18, 14 through 18. Riley's standing over there. <laughs> he just walked up. <laughs> so what I want to talk about specifically is these last few words here. Cared for none of these things. So this gentleman here, G-A-L-L-I-O, he is a representative of the world, okay? The world system. Or you can also say representative of the Antichrist. He's a representative of everything that God doesn't want. <laughs> Let's say that. And he said, he said, he said, I care for none of these things. Whatever you guys are doing, I could care less. The world does not care that you're a preacher. The world doesn't care that you've received Jesus. The world doesn't care that you are going to Bible school. The world doesn't care that you read a Bible. The world doesn't care about Christ. The world is going to hell. Yeah. So do they care about heaven? No, their mind and heart and lifestyle is set on going to hell. That's why I talked this way in the beginning of the sermon. Bringing people to the awareness that hell is real. And multitudes and multitudes and multitudes of people. Hang on a second. Got to check, make sure the camera's still running because it did shut off, like I said yesterday. Multitudes are going to hell. And some of those multitudes, believe it or not, this may sound kind of far-fetched, but they are family members. Brothers and sisters, moms and dads. Yeah, maybe not your brother or not your sister, not your mother, not your dad, but it's somebody's mother or dad, somebody's brother and sister. So if you go tell somebody, maybe they'll tell somebody who will tell somebody, and that they'll tell their mom and their dad and their brother and sister, if they have brothers and sisters, about heaven and hell. There's only two places. You're not going to come back to earth and do it all over again. There's no such thing as reincarnation. That is a lie. Molds, millions and millions and millions and millions of people believe and live and hope for, re, for uh, reincarnation. Sorry, that's a lie. 100%. Not 99% lie. I'm guessing it's a lie. That's a 100% lie. It's appointed to every man to die once. Then, the judgment. Then if you don't pass the judgment, then death number two happens. Sorry, it's noisy out here. I'm out here. So you have to get that in your mind. The world doesn't care. So what do you do? Do you try to please the world? Or do you try to please Almighty God? You please Almighty God in your life. God's watching you. We understand that people are watching too. But so what? Let them watch. I'm gonna watch God. I'm not gonna watch man. Because if you're watching mankind, you're going to all kinds of movies that are all worldly. You're reading ungodly, worldly books. You're reading ungodly magazines. You're watching ungodly stuff, and you're talking ungodly. You're talking stuff that's all about the world, and you're filling your heart with the world. And the world doesn't care. <laughs> the world doesn't care. So why should you care? You need to care for Jesus. 
And when you're, you're caring for Jesus and you're spending time with Jesus, guess what happens? You will understand why he came to the cross. And you'll understand why he shed his blood on the cross. And you'll understand why he died. And you'll understand why the Father resurrected Christ. And you'll understand why he walked and talked before he ascended to heaven. And you'll understand why he ascended to heaven. And you'll understand why he is our mediator right this very second. You'll understand all that. But if you have your eyes on the world, none of that will make any sense to you. You need to stop caring for the world because the world doesn't care for you. The world doesn't care. So it says right there, he cared for none of these things. None. That's King James. I don't know what your Bible says, but my King James says that. Cared for none of these things. None. No, none. Zero. There's a big zero right in the middle. None. Zero. Not one percent, not a half a percent, not one-tenth of one percent. Zero. Trying to get that across because too many believers are still wrapped up in the world. They're still hugging these trees. Tree huggers. I'm from Northern California, so I'll know all about tree huggers. You need to care about the things of God. The Bible says, seek first. Right? I already said that. Seek first the kingdom of God, that's heaven, the third heaven, and his righteousness. That's, the, that's God's righteousness, the right standing with God. Not the right standing with man. But if you're seeking God first and his righteousness, then God will put you in right standing with the world. In fact, he said, this is what he said, if you seek me, I'll give you favor with myself through mercy and truth, and I'll give you favor with man. Yeah, that's how you get, that's how the world interacts with you, through that mercy and truth from God. God gives you that mercy, God gives you the truth, and then he gives you favor with himself and favor with man. That's how it works. Let's pray. Lord, uh, I care for the things of heaven. I want to agree with Joshua when he says, from me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I want to agree with that because from me and my house, we will serve Almighty God till my last day and I will continue serving him. Lord, I pray that others are getting that commitment, that vow to say, I will serve God too. I will stop serving my house. I will stop serving the world and I'll serve Almighty God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you give them that understanding. Open their eyes so they can see that. Open their ears so they can hear that. Open their heart so they can understand and get it on what they're seeing and what they're hearing so they can live it, so they can walk in the truth instead of walking by sight, walking by the flesh, walking by their feelings, but by walking by faith. For the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. The just shall live by faith. Thank you, Jesus. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. I hope you get that. And I love you so much. 
I, I just wish I could just come in that camera and just give you a big hug and tell you how much I love you because uh, I'm praying for you, man. I'm praying for your ministry. I'm praying for your family. I'm praying for your life. We may not know each other, but I'm praying for you. And you can say, oh, John doesn't know what he's talking about, but I do. I stand before the Lord. Can I be a liar before the Lord? No liars in heaven, sorry. I love you, man. Please have a good day. Remember tomorrow, there's no class. I'll be in Colorado Springs preaching down there. And, uh, amen. <laughs> have a good day. <laughs>